So we will do Canto 8, Chapter 4, Srimad Bhagavatam. Gajendra returns to the spiritual world. Gajendra is the name of the Lord of the Elephants. So let us see what happens. Now if you remember last time you know what had happened was he was caught in the uh, by the crocodile. And she was pulling him down inside the waters. So now let us see what happens. So he is prayed to Vishnu and said that you know please save me from this. And Vishnu has come now and let us see what is going to happen after that. See Sukhdev Goswami said when the Lord delivered Gajendra king of elephants all the demigods, sages and Gandharvas headed by Brahma and Shiva praised this activity of the supreme personality of Godhead and showered flowers upon both the Lord and Gajendra. There was beating of kettle drums in the heavenly planets. The inhabitants of Gandharvaloka began to dance and sing, while great sages and the inhabitants of the Charana Loka and the Siddha Loka offered prayers to the Supreme Personality of Godhead's Purushottama. The best of the Gandharvas, King Hulhuhu, having been cursed by Devala Muni, had become a crocodile. Now, having been delivered by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, he assumed a very beautiful form of a Gandharva. Understanding by whose mercy this has happened, he immediately offered him respectful obeisance with his head and began chanting prayers, just suitable for transcendental Lord, the Supreme Eternal, who is worshipped by the choices of the verses. Having been favoured by the causeless mercy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and having regained his original form, King Huhu circumambulated the Lord and offered his obeisance. Then in the presence of all the demigods, headed by Brahma, he returned to Gandharva Loka. He has been freed of all sinful reactions. So what happens over here is, the Lord comes and removes the elephant, extricates the elephant out from the from the uh, you know, jaws of the crocodile. The crocodile is then killed over there. What happens to the Lord is Lord immediately kills the crocodile. The crocodile has been cursed in the previous life. Two, he has been cursed. It's actually a very big king who has been cursed to become a crocodile. And then now he's got release and because he's got the release so now he's gone to Gandharva Loka. Gandharva Loka is the Loka in between the gods and the humans. And this is a place where you will find music and all those kind of arts are very much in prominence in this particular world. So he has gone over there. Because Gajendra, the king of elephants, has been touched directly by the hands of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, he was immediately freed of all the material ignorance and bondage. Thus he received the salvation of the Sarupya Mukti in which he achieved the same bodily features as the Lord, being dressed in yellow garments and possessing four hands. So, what happens over here is, even Gajendra, the king of the elephants, he is freed. And because he gets touched by the Lord, he becomes a form of a Lord, basically like a uh, the forearm form, exactly dressed like the Lord itself. Now, what is this thing? Now we have been doing this whole chapter, three, four chap, three chapters, I think, about Gajendra. So far, I have not taken uh, in a vouch, uh, vouchsafed any any such type of explanation. So this time, after we finish, I will come to the explanation as usual, 
there must be definitely something hidden in that, isn't it? So let us see. This Gajendra had formerly been a Vaishnava and the king of the country known as Pandya, which is the province of Dravida, that is South India. In this previous life, he was known as Indradyumna Maharaj. Indradyumna Maharaj retired from the family life and went to the Malaya Hills, where he had a small cottage for his ashrama. He wore matted locks on his head and always engaged in austerities. Once while observing a vow of silence, he was fully engaged in the worship of the Lord and absorbed in the ecstasy of the love of Godhead. While Indradyumna Maharaj was engaged in ecstatic meditation, worshipping the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the great sage Agatsya Muni arrived there surrounded by his disciples. When the Muni saw the Maharaj Indradyumna, who was sitting in a secluded place, remained silent and did not follow the etiquette of offering him a reception. He was very angry. Agatsya Muni thus spoke this curse against the king. This king, Indradyumna, is not at all gentle. Being low and uneducated, he has insulted a Brahmana. May he therefore enter the region of darkness and receive the dull, dumb body of an elephant. Sukhdev Goswami continued, My dear king, after Agatsya Muni had thus cursed King Indradyumna, the Muni left the place along with his disciples. Since the king was a devotee, he accepted Agatsya Muni's curse as welcome because it was a desire of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Therefore, although in the next life he got the body of an elephant, because of devotional service, he remembered how to worship and offer prayers to the Lord. Upon delivering the king of the elephants from the clutches of the crocodile and from the material existence, which resembles a crocodile, the Lord awarded him the status of Sarupya Mukti. In the presence of the Gandharvas, the Siddhas and the other demigods who were praising the Lord for his wonderful transcendental activities, the Lord sitting in the back of his carrier, Garuda, returned to his all-wonderful abode and took Gajendra with him. My dear King Parikshit, I have now described the wonderful power of Krishna as displayed when the Lord delivers the king of the elephants. O best of the Kuru dynasty, those who hear this narration becomes fit to be promoted to the higher planetary system. Simply because on hearing this narration, they gain a reputation as devotees, they are unaffected by the contamination of Kali Yuga and they never see bad dreams. Therefore, after getting up from bed in the morning, those who desire their own welfare, especially the Brahmana, Kshatriyas, Vaishyas and in particular the Brahmana Vaishnavas, should chant this narration as it is without deviation to counteract the trouble of bad dreams. O best of the Kuru dynasty, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the Super Soul of everyone, being thus pleased, addressed Gajendra in the presence of everyone there. He spoke the following blessings. So, the Lord is now going to bless the king of the elephants. What does he say? The Supreme Personality of God had said, Freed from all sinful reactions such as those which rise from the bed at the end of the night, early in the morning, and fully concentrated their minds with great attention to my form, your form, this lake, this mountain, the celest- this, the caves, the gardens, the cane plants, the bamboo plants, the celestial trees, the residential quarters of me, Lord Brahma and Lord Shiva, the three peaks of Trikut mountains, made of gold, silver and iron, my very pleasing abode, that is the ocean of milk, the white island, 
Shvetadi, which is also brilliant with spiritual rays. My mark of Srivatsa, the Kaustub gem, my Vajayanti garland, the club Kaumudaki, my Sudarshan chakra, and the Panchajanya conch cell, my bearer, Lord Garuda, the king of the birds, my bed, Sheshnag, my expansion of energy, the goddess of fortune, Lord Brahma, Narad Muni, Lord Shiva, Prahlada, my incarnations like Matsya, Kurma, and Varaha, my unlimited all auspicious activities, which yields pity, piety, to he who hears them, the sun, the moon, the fire, the mantra, Omkara, the absolute truth, the total material energy, the cows and the brahmanas, devotional service, the wives of Soma and Kashyapa, who are the daughters of King Daksha, the river Ganga, Saraswati, Narmada, Nanda and Yamuda, Yamuna, Kalindi, the elephant Airavat, Dhruva Maharaj, the seven rishis and the pious human beings, my dear devotee, and to those who rise from bed at the end of the night and offer me this prayer offered by you, I give an eternal residence in the spiritual world at the end of their lives. Sukhdev Goswami continued, After giving the instructions, the Lord, who is known as Rishikesh, bugled with his Panchajanya conch shell in his way, pleasing all the demigods headed by Lord Brahma. Then he mounted the back of the carrier, Garuda. So, we have come to the end of this chapter. Now, what exactly has transpired in the last three chapters? Last three chapters is about Airavat, basically a very powerful elephant. Now, representation of the elephant in our material world is prosperity. Prosperity, richness, wealth, kingly, those kind of things, you know. When a person becomes rich and very strong and powerful, all because of his own free will, what happens is he works very hard. He gathers money, becomes strong, becomes powerful, has, you know, spouse, children, houses, cars, literally everything that is needed is there with the person. Now, those who fall into this category, finally what happens to them? They are very arrogant, very haughty, they don't think of the end of themselves, they trample everything in the world. That means they don't care for small people. They don't care for anybody who is, you know, weak. And they always move and march on ahead and ahead and ahead and ahead. So when success comes to a person, the person becomes very haughty, arrogant, unkind. And he doesn't care for any person around him. Whether it is his own family, whether it is you know, his employees or whatever. So that is this elephant who has become the king. That is called Ayrav. Basically, it is an haughty person. A very haughty, rich person. In his world, he believes that he is doing charity. He believes that he is doing so many things to appease the gods. No doubt he is doing. That is the reason why he has become rich. So what happens is, the crocodile... Crocodile is the material worldly desires. They clamp him down. Now, think about it like this. There are people in this world who are very rich and powerful. Now, they have their own companies. Okay. Now, once they have their companies, 
they are not satisfied with what they have they want to kill somebody else and take that person's company as well then they want to take somebody else's and then they want to take somebody else's and their thirst for this kind of wealth or prosperity or position becomes so strong that they do not give they don't have any qualms of doing whatever they wish to and this is what is the unending desire that catches hold of such a kingly person kingly person why because remember he has come to this position because of lord's grace see in the previous lives or uh, they have been very nice and kind and beautiful people you know and because they have been like that they have got birth in this life as somebody higher higher in the hierarchy and because they have got higher births a person can take to excesses the excesses happens without any doubt look at it a, a, there is a very beautiful person very good looking person the person gets arrogant very soon thinks no end of himself or herself you should see the way they they will preen themselves the way they will walk around they will make other people look like you know nobody so this is exactly how things happen and that is the reason why they have to be brought down uh, who brings them down the crocodile in the form of material worldly disasters like in the form of unhappinesses or sadnesses whatever you can call it the crocodile comes and she catches hold of the leg of this elephant that means something which is going to be the weak spot so the person like say for example a very good looking and a nice looking person starts getting vitiligo or that white spots which you see on the skin you know and suddenly the whole body is filled with those white spots you should see the way they try to cover up that one or two spots that is the crocodile which comes and bites similarly you will find that there is a king you know you will find that most of these kings in all these movies that you might have seen in the past they are lying on their bed and they are suffering from an incurable disease and then the queen or somebody over there says if you can get me the fleas from the seven seas <laughs> you see there is a story in uh, uh, also which is called the jason and the argonauts i don't know whether you have heard of it but there is a story called jason and the argonauts it's a very interesting film or a movie or a book that is worth reading you have to grow go across all the seven seas and the mountains and get that particular fleece of the of the uh, of the sheep anyway coming back to this here also you will find that the entire arabian nights is replete with this a person cannot sleep so you have to tell him stories 1001 nights okay see it's a rich man he's a very very rich and a powerful person he cannot sleep so this this girl comes and she tells him stories and 1001 nights are the number of stories that have there in uh, the arabian night story it's the same thing this is this is a kind of problems which which this very rich and famous people have i know i am going to take another example which is so common nowadays 
Steve Jobs. <laughs> See, he's become so common example. He was rising so high, so fast, that suddenly something which, you know, uh, like a crocodile, it comes and it suddenly bites, catches him and stops him in the progress. So anybody who is going so higher, higher and higher is suddenly brought back to their senses. The only reason why they are brought back to their senses is because they should not become haughty. They should not become, you know, get out of hand. So you will find that suddenly out of the blue, the person is brought down to the level of zero. From hero to zero. Alright. And then from zero, they can rise again if they have the grace of God to become somebody really very, very nice. So you will find that many a times there are stories which are there in the Bible or in our Puranas where the person who is very strong, powerful, kingly, so on and so forth suddenly one day loses all his kingdom, is brought to penury, is absolutely a very poor man. Maybe he goes to jail or maybe he is just lying on the road and then he finds his true calling. The Lord comes back and then offers him either this kingdom back I am sure you have heard this kind of story. The kingdom is given back by the Lord and it was only for that particular time being. These kind of things happen. The reason is because of their devotion in their previous life. If they were the devotee, okay, they will come back to their original form wherever they have been. See, again, uh, a crocodile you found that both the people are cursed. One, the elephant was cursed, so he became an elephant. He was a king, Indradyumna. Okay? Why was he cursed? He had gone to the jungle. He was doing penance. Agatya Muni comes over there. He doesn't give respect. See, giving respect to sages and saints and elderly people, basically the the ones who are realized beings is extremely important. You cannot treat them like dirt. So he gets cursed. Agatha Muni is a very haughty person, by the way. He is very angry, just like, uh, <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, so we need to just just let it be. Huh? Yeah, he is very angry. Can't be helped. So he is cursed. But then the king realizes mm-hmm. that it is ordained, preordained. Right? He understands that he is been he is he is a follower of Krishna and it is preordained that he goes through this. On the other hand, the crocodile is also cursed. He becomes a crocodile. And as a crocodile, after he is killed by the Lord, then he again goes back to the heavens. So you will find that the story is very much similar. So why why do you think this happened? And why do you think an elephant is like that? And why do you think a crocodile is supposed to do something like that? You know, is there nature? Think about it. Was that king, was that king like an elephant? Was it trampling or something like that? No. And this other person who became the crocodile, was he like a crocodile? No. So then what is the difference? The difference you need to understand is one thing very very clear. Whatever the form that you have got, you are going to have tendencies associated with the form. 
any form if a person becomes a dog he is going to have the tendencies of a dog what are the tendencies of a dog barking and you know all kinds of things which a dog will do if you become a parrot just imagine you become a parrot and then instead of uh, going uh, you know uh, the way parrots go about you keep on singing songs like koel how is that going to look is going to look very funny on a parrot no think it's not it's not going to be healthy okay now there are those you know in youtube and in all these places you find there are dogs who sing like that you i'm sure you have you have seen so many of those videos you know everybody keeps on posting the dog sings very nicely sir he is a dog <laughs> okay he cannot sing like a human being but he's got that particular way of you know like that like a like a dog's way so any which way whether you like it or not the tendencies associated with that form never go away never go away so if if you are born with a particular tendency the tendency is there it will get hidden by the grace of a guru or something like that the tendency will get hidden but you are not going to change that thing so even if you get the blessings of the lord also you are not going to change nothing will change the difference which happens is this if you remember who you are then the whole thing changes you understand what i'm saying think about it there is a story which i always talk about the princess you know yes the princess diary that girl is a school going kid you know how she is roaming around in the streets playing volleyball you know all that basketball and what not and having a boyfriend and a typical american girl one day she is told that she is the princess and the change doesn't come in the person because she thinks that she is that poor girl from america the change has not come but the day she accepts that she is the princess the change comes so knowing who you truly are is the only way of changing yourself there is no other option as that particular human being or that particular animal you can never change somebody who is going to be lazy is going to be lazy all their life sir a person who is not used to getting up you tell that person get up get up get up get up get up is 8 o'clock and 9 o'clock and 10 o'clock the person is still sleeping so you think the person is going to change no way because if the person believes that he is he or she is that a mr x or miss x they are never going to change but the moment they understand that they are the princess or they are the prince the moment you understand the moment that thing is hit very hard i am so and so think about it the whole world changes think about it bill clinton or obama or narendra modi or these great people in this world you know they were very simple human beings in their villages or towns or wherever they were 
Now, do you think that they are allowed to behave in that manner when, now just imagine, you know, Prime Minister Modi is going to meet Akito, the, uh, the king of uh, Japan, or is going to meet the queen of England. He can't remove his, you know, pan khaoge. I'm sorry, you can't say that to the queen, you know, you can't say to the queen pan khaoge. You can't do that. The queen is a queen and if you should understand, you are the prime minister. You have, you are the prime minister of the country. So you behave like that. So you have your name written on the, on the, on, on your, uh, this thing, cloak also, shirt also. Yes, Modi, 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 Modi. Like that it will be written. So, of course, you can have that. But, as a person who was the chief minister of uh, Gujarat and before that an MLA or whatever, he would have just behaved like a typical Gujarati. But can he become a Gujarati today in the parliament? No. He has to become an Indian. That's a different role. The role requires him to act in a different way. Likewise, Gajamukha, the person whose story we did, think about it. Now the crocodile has become a Gandharva. Okay? Now instead of going and singing songs over there, he goes, he keeps on biting everybody in that Gandharva loka. How will that look? You understand crocodile with the big mouth like that. <laughs> Imagine in the Gandharva loka, he's biting everybody off. How will that look? Stupid or silly. So he's not going to become like that. <laughs> so in the same way, as a king, Gajendra, before, he was a kingly person. Then he became an elephant who could trample people. Now imagine, in the next life, think about it, in the next life, he becomes um, a walking stick. You know that small insect. You know how small his legs are, how thin they are? And imagine him thinking that he is the elephant. You think with those legs he can crush anybody? You can't. <laughs> so, always have to remember that if you want to get rid, you want to get rid of your tendencies, don't think that you are Mr. X or Mr. Y. Remember who you truly are. If you remember who you truly are, you are the prince, you are the princess, you are the king, you are the queen, you are that divine being, you are that person. You know, let us say you are Peter, then you will stop behaving like a normal human being. Understand what Peter does. That is exactly what is going to happen. The whole world changes around a person. Then you are not going to look at this world like that person, a normal human being. Why will the person look like a normal human being? You will never look like that. Got the answer? The moment you understand, you are Lakshmi. You are going to not go and ask for, you know, can you give me 10 rupees, can you give me 20 rupees? You think about Lakshmi going out uh, with a, you know, with a, uh, what do you say? A book saying, you know, I am collect, connecting money for donation. I want to build this, I want to collect money for donation. Lakshmi will not go out like that. On the contrary, Lakshmi will be that grand person person who will be capable of doing something in life. You should know this. Then that tendency goes away. That tendency of, you know, feeling inadequate goes away. 
there is nothing there, just leave it. So that tendency goes away. So it's the same thing, you know, like say for example, us, all of us put together over here. Like say for example, he take, let us take Sanjay's case. He's a great artist, he's got bent of the mind which is completely brilliant. He can see colors and things which we can't see in the normal life. Okay. Uh, I just saw one film yesterday, okay, and in this film they have come out with these very beautiful glasses, glasses, and these glasses, uh, there are half a million people in this world who cannot see color, they cannot see color, if you ask them, like from the childhood, if you tell them not to color something, they are afraid to color. Because everything looks grey. The whole world looks grey. For them, a green also looks grey, a blue also looks grey, red also looks grey and they don't know what to do with their life. So this company in America, I don't know where they are actually, they have come up with a very beautiful set of glasses. And these glasses are made from multiple layers of different different material. The moment the person puts on the glasses, these people, there were from four or five people who put on the glasses for the first time and their reaction was noted. They could see a range of rainbow colors, you know. They could see the sunset in their life. The sunset was so brilliant. Now imagine you are living in a grey world and one day you see the sunset. Beautiful red, blue, you know, green, every, all the colors around you. How does it look? So now you understand what I am saying? Everybody's life is full of this grey. Everybody's life is full of grey. If you put on these glasses of discrimination and look at the world, colourful, beautiful, then you are not going to confine yourself to I am Santil Kannan. No. I am the colourful person. You see the whole colour, the whole spectrum around you? Everything is going to look beautiful. Then the whole world opens up. I'm not. I just took Santil's name. Doesn't mean that I am saying anything particularly to him. Just I take some names. Understand? Everybody over here is in the same boat. There are some people sitting here in front of me. So it does not really mean that person. It means you, everybody. If you are confined to, I am the husband of so and so. I am the wife of so and so. I am the child of so and so. Finish. Your world is over. No. You are that full 70mm stereophonic sound and technicolor film like, you know, full with music, sound, everything. Steven Spielberg film, big one, Star Wars or whatever. (laughs) You are like that. I was reading about the character called Sith, S-I-T-H. You know, the character called Sith is there. Now, what happened was, uh, this is a very small story on the side. What happened was a very interesting episode. Uh, what had happened was the director had said that you know we are having those saber light sabers they call it no Boom, something comes out of that <laughs> so this fellow he said you create a light saber but it has to be different we need a different kind of a villain okay and for the different kind of a villain we need a different kind of a saber he cannot have the same kind of saber so there was this stunt man you know he was just a small stuntman. Nobody knew him. So this guy was sitting and he was... <laughs> he, 
he, you know, you know, in India we have, we take one long stick and in the middle we do like this, like this, like this, like this. You remember both the sides? Uh, Satya can tell you. <laughs> she is the person with the stick. So you, they do like this, like this, like this. So this guy was doing something like that. And instead of having the sword on one side, he had on both the sides. Top and bottom. And George Lucas and this guy was watching him. Oh my God, this is exactly what we want. And they immediately gave him, pulled him out of that and said, you are the Sith. And they painted his face red in color with those black, black things. You see the last sequence, the last sequence where he fights both the grandmasters. Two grandmasters simultaneously. I mean, that's the kind of energy that you require for a Sith. So that the movie of the name of the movie is the revenge of the Sith. You see the whole thing? It all happened because the person was creative. It all happened because he did not restrict himself to just being an elephant, you know. He is a king. He is great. He is big. He is strong. He is powerful. So the moment he started doing all that, he got the role and that is how he became the Sith. The revenge of the Sith. A very powerful character and absolutely nobody becoming somebody in the film. I know we have not seen his original face, no doubt about it. Maybe the original face has no value, who knows. But at least the character has. So we can become a character. We can become somebody whom we really, you know, think of ourselves. I can be this or I can be that. So never restrict ourselves. So now we will do this next chapter. We have got another 20 more minutes to go. This is chapter 5. The demigods appeal to the Lord for protection. So we are going to start this next chapter. This is chapter 5. Sukhdev Goswami continued, O King, I have described to you the pastimes of Gajendra Mokshana, which is most pious to hear. By hearing of such activities of the Lord, one can be freed from all the sinful reactions. Now please listen, as I describe the Raivata Manu. The brother of Tamasamanu was the fifth Manu, named Raivata. His son was headed by Arjuna, Bali and Vidya. O king, in the millennium of Raivata Manu, the king of heavens was known as Vibhu. Among the demigods were the Bhutarayas and among the seven Brahmanas who occupied the seven planets was Hiranyarama, Vedashira and Udrabhavu. Urdhabhavu. From the combination of Shubra and his wife, Vikunta, there appeared the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Vaikunta, along with demigods who were his personal planetary expansions. Just to please the Goddess of Fortune, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Vaikunta, at her request, created another Vaikunta planet which is worshipped by everyone. So this is another story that we have started. So the Lord is taken birth in the name of Vaikunta. And he creates a planetary position, a place called Vaikunta, a place. Although the great activities and transcendental qualities of the Supreme Personality of Godhead's various incarnations are wonderfully described. Sometimes we are unable to understand them, yet everything is possible for Lord Vishnu. If one could count the atoms of the universe, then he could count the qualities of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. But no one can count the atoms of the universe, nor can anyone count the transcendental qualities of the Lord. So that means the Lord is endless. There are no qualities which can describe Him. Everything is His quality alone. The son of Chakshu, known as Takshusa, was the sixth Manu, 
He had many sons headed by Puru, Purusha and Sadyumna. During the reign of Chakshusamanu, the king of heavens was known as Matradruma. Among the demigods were the Apyas and among the great sages was Havishman and Viraka. <coughs> In the sixth Manavantara millennium, Lord Vishnu, the master of the universe, appeared in his partial expansion. He was begotten by Vairaja in the womb of the wife Devasambhuti and his name was Ajita. Ajita means the one whom cannot be defeated. By churning the ocean of milk, Ajita produced nectar for the demigods in the form of tortoise. He moved here and there carrying on his back the great mountain known as Mandara. King Parikshit inquired, O great Brahmana, Sukhdev Goswami, why and how did Lord Vishnu churn the ocean of milk? For what reason did he stay in the water as a tortoise and hold up Mandara mountain? How did the demigods obtain the nectar? And what other things were produced from the churning of the ocean? Kindly describe all these wonderful activities of the Lord. So, in one more birth, he became a tortoise and on top of his back was a mountain that is called the Mandara mountain which was used for churning the ocean. If you remember, you know, the ocean churning and all that. And from it came different, different things, right? Uh, first came the halhala, which Shivji had to drink, you know, and he's, that is the reason why he's called Nilakanta. These are all stories, very beautiful. Okay. My heart, which is disturbed by the three miserable conditions of material life, is not yet sated with hearing you describe the glorious activities of the Lord, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is the master of the devotees. Sri Sutta Goswami said, O learned Brahmana, assembled here at Narshimaranya. When Sukhdev Goswami, the son of Dvaipayana, was thus questioned by the king, he congratulated the king and thus endeavoured to describe further the glories of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So now he is going to tell the reasons. Sukhdev Goswami said, when the Asuras with their serpent weapons severely attacked the demigods in a fight, many of the demigods fell and lost their lives. Indeed, they could not be revived. At that time, O king, the demigods had been cursed by Durvasa Muni. The three worlds were poverty stricken and therefore ritualistic ceremonies could not be performed. The effect of this was very serious. Lord Indra, Varuna and the other demigods seeing their lives in such a state consulted among themselves but could not find any solution. The all demigods assembled and went together to the peak of Sumeru mountains. There in the assembly of Lord Brahma, they fell down to offer Lord Brahma their obeisance and then they informed him of the incident that had taken place. Upon seeing the demigods were bereft of all the influence and the strength and that the three worlds were consequently devoid of auspiciousness. And upon seeing that the demigods were in an awkward position, whereas all the demons were flourishing, Lord Brahma, who is above all demigods and who is most powerful, concentrated his mind on the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Thus being encouraged, he became bright-faced and spoke to the demigods as follows. Lord Brahma said, I, Lord Shiva and all the demigods, the demons, the living entities born of perspiration, the living being born of eggs, the trees and the plants sprout from the earth and the living entities born from embryo, <coughs> all come from the Supreme Lord for his incarnation of Rajaguna. That is Lord Brahma, the Guna avatar. That is the avatar which is full of Rajas. And from the great sages, rishis who are a part of me, let us therefore go to Supreme Lord and take shelter at his lotus feet. 
for the supreme personality of godhead there is no one to be killed no one to be protected no one to be neglected and no one to be worshiped nonetheless for the sake of creation maintenance and annihilation according to time he accepts different forms as incarnations either in the mode of goodness the mode of passion or the mode of ignorance so you will find that krishna appears in this world in any of the forms that he wishes to not necessarily as you know a satvik person it could be a rajasik person it could be a tamasik person it could be a man it could be a woman it could be an animal it could be a tortoise also it does not really matter does it matter he can take any form if he wants to take up a form of a machhar also it's okay don't know <laughs> because that created the film you know jurassic park ah yeah a small mosquito he goes and bites one dinosaur. one dinosaur and then he dies while he is caught in one tree you know that uh, gond we call it uh, the gum that is exuded from the tree he is caught in that and the gum falls on top of it and it becomes a crystal after so many thousands of years when the earth crushes it that that uh, that sticky substance becomes a crystal and inside the crystal is this <laughs> is this mosquito stuck out and when they open the mosquito from his stomach they remove the dna of the dinosaur, dinosaur. <laughs> so he could be that as well who knows you cannot even you cannot even say but see the way how the thought process has worked you know it's a very interesting way of looking at this thought process so you can take any form now is the time to invoke the mode of goodness of the living entities who have accepted material bodies the mode of goodness is meant to establish a supreme lord's rule which will maintain the existence of the creation therefore there is an opportune moment to take shelter at the supreme personality of godhead because he is naturally very kind and dear to the demigods he will certainly bestow good fortune upon us so all of them know his nature he is very kind and all that so they will all go to him huh? <laughs> oh maharaj parikshit subduer of all enemies after lord brahma finished speaking to the demigods he took them with him to the abode of supreme personality of godhead which is beyond the material world the lord's abode is on an island called shwetadeep which is situated in the ocean of milk there at shwet deep lord brahma offered prayers to lord supreme personality of godhead even though he has never seen the supreme lord simply because lord brahma has never had heard about the supreme personality of godhead from vedic literature with a fixed mind he offered the lord prayer as written or approved by the vedic literature Lord Brahma said, "O Supreme Lord, O changeless, unlimited Supreme Truth, You are the origin of everything, being all-pervading. You are in everyone's heart and also in the atom. You have no material qualities. Indeed, you are inconceivable. The mind cannot catch you by speculation, and words fail to describe you. You are the supreme master of everyone, and therefore you are worshipable for everyone. We offer our respectful obeisance unto you." See, in the previous line, it was mentioned that Brahma himself had never seen the Lord. think about it you are sitting up high on the mountain can you see anything below you can't so brahma ji is sitting on that stalk you know remember the stalk and there is one 
there is one flower over there, lotus, and inside the lotus he is sitting over there. I am sure, you know, if he looks down like this, he will have a very big problem with his world. <laughs> so naturally he must have not seen the Lord. So this time he is he's come by his viman or something like that. He said, let me land down. Like that. It's a very interesting phenomenon, isn't it? You are laughing? <laughs> so, Brahmaji has not seen. The reason why Brahmaji has not seen is because those who are on the Rajoguna, Rajoguna, you know, they are only bothered about working, 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 working. You think in that life they have any time to go and meet the Lord. They don't have time. On their own only they are too busy in their world. Incidentally, uh, Raj sent a message to a person over here. He is a very busy person by the way. Then that uh, Guru has come over here. Okay, give him my regards. <laughs> person has no time for that. So think about it. Or those who are get, getting involved in our day-to-day life. See, think about it. Bacha company came, Samrat is Gayab. <laughs> no time for anything. See, life, life is always like that. So, to see, even our regular stuff is, is really very impossible for people. But you need to find time. Finding time is extremely important. The Supreme Personality of Godhead directly and indirectly knows how everything, including the living force, mind and intelligence is working under his control. Everything is working under his control only. Naturally, you think he will not know what is going on in people's mind? He will know, no? He knows what your intelligence is like. He knows exactly. He is the illuminator of everything. He is the one who gives knowledge to everything and has no ignorance. He doesn't have any ignorance. Ignorance is not covering him. He does not have a material body subject to the reaction of previous activities. Means, he doesn't have any karmas in his life that, okay, next life you become so and so. You can't. Or just think about it. You are telling father in heaven, next life you are going to become a, you know, a doorkeeper. You can't talk like that. <laughs> Same way you can't tell Krishna, okay, next life you become like, what? I want to see you outside that uh, mall. That's a security fellow. No, he can't think like that. It's not like that. So he is, he is beyond karmas, no? So that is the reason why there is nothing in this world. He takes form on his own. He wants to come whatever form that he wants to come, he'll come. He's free from the ignorance of partiality and materialistic education. Partiality, everybody is partial in their world. They'll say, oh, this is my child. This is my house. This is my this thing. Somebody else's house is okay. You see, there was that very big fire in New York. Did it affect you? No. Most of the people don't even know there was a fire in New York. Okay. That plane went and crashed. Doom. In the Alps over there. Okay. The only thing we are bothered about is, was that fellow, he was mentally unstable or what? We are not bothered about the 139 people who died over there. (laughs) Who cares? We don't say anything about that. We are bothered about whether that fellow was drunk, whether that fellow was having a problem with his girlfriend or whether he was mentally unstable. We are bothered about that fellow. We are trying to find out things which are affecting him. What about the 139 people who died? See that MS370 which went down? They are bothered about finding the aircraft, where the hell it is gone and the conspiracy behind it. 
they are not bothered about what those people went through, you know, 200 odd people, I don't know, more than 200 people, where those fellows have gone, all their families, oh, what has happened to them, nobody is bothered, so <laughs> we are always going in a cockeyed direction. So, he doesn't, he, the partiality is not there, he is par- not partial to anybody. He, and materialistic education, I therefore take shelter as the lotus feet of the Supreme Lord who is eternal, all-pervading, as great as the sky, who appears in the six opulences, three yuga, satya, treta and dvapara. Why not the last one? They have only written about the three yugas. Satya, treta and dvapara. He appears in the six opulences in these three yugas. The last one. Last one he is not going to appear like a man. Okay? That's the reason why. He is not going to appear the way you think. So, in the cycle of materialistic activity, the material body resembles the wheel of the mental chariot. This is an important line. We need to do this line very carefully. So, let us see what this line says. In the cycle of material activity, the five material bodies resemble the wheel of mental chariot. Five materialistic bodies. You know the five bodies, isn't it? The food body right up to the inner one. The ten senses. Five for working and five for gathering knowledge. Ten senses, eyes, ears and all those. Those are the regular senses. Then two hands, two legs. Those are the action ones. Correct? They do something, isn't it? The five life airs within the body form the 15 spokes of the chariot wheel. Life airs. Huh? Rakta, Pitta, Vat and all those kind of things, the air and all that. We have all those things which are determining us. The three modes of nature, that is Sattva, Rajas and Tamas, are the center of activities. And the eight ingredients of nature, that is earth, water, fire, air, sky, mind, intelligence and false ego, comprise the rim of the wheel. If you comprise this rim of the wheel, that's how he looks like, the man is like that. The external, the material energy moves this wheel like an electrical energy. Imagine electrical energy during that time. Today we are trying to sort out electrical problems. In Krishna's time, the electrical energy was there. (laughs) So he knew. Then the wheel revolves very quickly around its hub or the central support. So we are also talking about hubs, no? Hubs and spokes. Even in our world, we also talk the same language in computers also today. The Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is the Super Soul and the ultimate truth, we offer our respectful obeisance unto Him. So a human being which is comprising of all these elements, right from the senses, the body, the five kinds of bodies and so on and so forth, all these comprises of our world, our world, any human being's world. We are made up of the five elements that are there. We have Sattva, Rajas and Tamas. So many things are defining us. And at the center of it all, imagine you being the wheel. And the center of the wheel, the wheel is revolving around the center, isn't it? The wheel is going round like this. The one in the center. So center, always remember, God is within us. How? He is the one who makes us go round and round. That is the interesting part. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is situated in the pure goodness, that is Shuddha Tattva. And therefore he is the Ekvarna, the Omkara, Pranava. 
because the Lord is beyond the cosmic manifestation, which is considered to be darkness, He is not visible to material eyes. Nonetheless, He is not separated from us by time or space, but is present everywhere. Seated on His carrier, Garuda, He is worshipped by means of mystical yogic powers, by those who have achieved freedom from agitation. Let us all offer our respectful obeisance unto Him. So, this is a prayer for the Divine Lord. What kind of a person he is, a persona, a personality. Who is he? What is he? So it has been described over here. No one can overcome the Supreme Personality of Godhead's illusory energy, Maya. Nobody in this world can overcome his illusory energy called Maya. Which is so strong that it bewilders everyone, makes one lose the sense to understanding the aim of life. That same Maya, however, is subdued by the Supreme Personality of Godhead who rules everyone and who is equally disposed towards all living entities. Let us offer our obeisance unto Him. Maya is God's, the Lord's own creation. Okay? He creates Maya. And as if He is controlling it by remote. Maya does all the jobs. Whatever jobs that are needed in this material world. She does literally everything. And nobody has control over her. Absolutely nobody in this material world can control her. She goes, she is free to do anything. Suddenly out of the blue something will happen. Suddenly out of the blue something will not even happen. Now you may think, you know, it's going to rain. I can see the clouds. You can see the cloud, but there is no rain. You see the whole point of it? it you cannot do anything. Now you are all sure that you are going to come first in your examination. Ding! On the, on the day of the examination only something happens and finished. You are gone. Gone for a toss. You don't even know what hit you. Right? Now there is a boy and a girl. They are thinking, I am going to get married to you. Blah, 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 blah. They must have celebrated at least 10 uh, you know, of those uh, Valentine's Day and this and that. And they are thinking, okay, we are going to get married. Suddenly, the next Valentine's Day, somebody else is the new Valentine then. Everything is finished one day. <laughs> All this magic happens in the world of Maya. You cannot even tell, you know, what color it is and all that. Everything disappears suddenly. One fine day. Okay? So it's like that. And Maya is so, so different, you cannot imagine. We are going to stop over here, okay? So, I'll just finish it for in a minute or so. Maya is so strange, you will not believe this. Few years ago, it was said, you should not, you know, drink milk with fat in it. Okay, why? Because fat makes you fat. Alright? So, everybody went for skimmed milk. Skimmed milk, skimmed milk, less fat, zero fat. Just like zero calories, your uh, coal, colas are there. Colas, all the zero coke and all that, diet cokes and all those things. Suddenly last year, something new happened. No, no, no. You need that fat. That fat is required so that it dissolves the other bad fat. So now everybody is having Greek style yogurt. Full of fat, 9%, 10% fat. So more fat you eat, 
the more it will is going to dissolve all that and today don't go after diet coke go after regular coke it has got a lot of sugars in it hello so <laughs> maya is like that you know one day she will tell you something second day she will tell you something third day she is going to tell you something else only completely different tomorrow coke will appear in a green color well i like coke was brown color now it is a green color yeah this is new coke and you will go for it who knows we don't know her color changes the styling changes everything changes for her so maya is a very dangerous but she can be subdued she can be subdued if you are conducive to the lord that is the only one thing that you need to understand you need to be conducive to the lord so we will stop over here and we shall continue from this tomorrow from 30 tomorrow or oh, 31 i think